Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. This episode is brought to you by Podmetrics. Podmetrics is a podcast analytics platform that enables podcasters to see all the relevant data they need to know about their podcast's audience. Sign up now at podmetrics.co and use the referral code RESTING2XPOD. Again, the code RESTING2XPOD. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. I said give me a hell yeah! Hey, this is Veda Zane. Hey, everyone. This is Jeff Cobb. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. Hey, this is TJP, the Phil and Flash, and you are listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. You are watching and listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan Ciro, Moran, and Chino Liao together once again. And for this week, hmm, uh, we have a lot on our plate. But it's not mong usual stuff because a lot of unusual things happened this week in wrestling. I think the biggest unusual thing being Kenny Omega appearing on Impact Wrestling and then appearing on AEW Dynamite. So... We're going to process that. If you need someone to talk to, help you figure out what you feel about that, we'll get that in. NXT TakeOver War Games, which is uh, represented in Rose background. And as we mentioned on the pre-show, we also have thoughts on CM Punk and his opinions on Oral Sessions, your Renee Paquette podcast. So all of that and your, daily, your weekly dose of wrestling news, that is on deck for tonight. Before we start things off, we're saying hi to all of our viewers on Kumu. And on the Facebook page, kung may questions kayo, iwan sa comments. We'll try to get to them as, as much as possible. Later on, we'll also tell you mga links namin for Lazada and Shopee kasi uh, we're recording this on December 10. So that means 12-12 is two days away. Hell yeah. Alright. So let's start with Kenny Omega. And last week, we already knew that he was going to appear on Impact Wrestling. And ako, I, I did my research on the numbers. And Impact Wrestling was in the top 100 of all cable TV shows in its time slot for the first time in years. Sobrang laking jump ng ratings ng Impact Wrestling just because of Kenny Omega and the buzz that his appearance would bring to the show. And rightfully, rightfully so, but that's Kenny freaking Omega. They put him in the main event slot. I actually watched the show live on Impact's Twitch. Twitch yeah. 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 And to be fair to Impact, they really did their best to put on a solid card to make the show you know, interesting enough for you mga casuals, mga people na curious lang, or yung mga lapsed impact fans. So Sorry, I was gonna, if you were gonna bring us to end for the thoughts, I wanted to say that you could actually sense a difference in the product. Doon pa lang sa first episode of this joint agreement. You can sense that impact is trying to stay a little bit more wrestling focused this time around. Not a lot of shenanigans happened in this episode. No Johnny Bravo court cases except for that 
real quick uh, Tommy Dreamer segment, diba? And even then, Dreamer was really solely focused on that, diba? No, you had pretty good matches with, with Eric Eric Young and Cody Deaner. You had, that was pretty good. You also had a good match with Brian uh, Myers and TJP. It was very wrestling focused, diba? Not a lot of shenanigans going on in Impact. And it's clear that they really want to take this partnerships very seriously. I, yeah, Chino's right. Uh, I wasn't watching Impact before this. Uh, literally uh, had to tune in because of what Kenny Omega had to say and Don Callis had to say. And yeah, Lance is right. That episode was filmed a long time ago. Um, Impact filmed a whole month's worth of episodes um, a couple of weeks ago. So they took like four days to film four episodes. And this, uh, this Kenny bit was filmed last Saturday. Right, I think they had uh, a rush job just to get stuff in for this week's episode. So that's how that's how you know that um, they've been planning for this for quite a while. So that this isn't just some random crossover angle that just happened because they wanted to. Uh, it really is deliberate planning. They wanted to make sure that they were doing the crossover right, and I'm all praises for Impact and AEW for taking this super seriously. Yeah. Um, I also really love the promo work in Don Callis and Kenny Omega. Don Callis, I know him best for commentary. I'll, I'll admit that because I'm not a wrestling fan you know, up until I don't like si Don Callis. And even then, um, it's not like I really followed him outside WWE. With that being said, sobrang galing no explanation nila na, yeah, we have a backstory, we're like family. And we took our time. Like, ganun din, parang in the same way ng AEW Impact crossover in real life was not rushed. In the meta storyline, parang hindi rin nila minadali raw na parang ang tagal nilang pinlano yung story, ang tagal nilang pinlano yung actions nila bago nila pinol off it ang heist against John Moxley. It explains why Kenny Omega was this, was this awkward babyface for like a year. It explains why Don Callis wormed his way into getting Tony Khan's trust it explains Tony Khan responding even and appearing on a paid ad on Impact, <laughs> which we all know is basically a promo segment that to introduce TK into the storyline. So everything was laid out pretty well and ang daming hallmarks of long-term storytelling. Yeah, I would hope so because hey, uh, we all know what happens. I mean, to be fair, AEW is really good when it comes to long-term storytelling. So good on them for executing well. I think uh, there are no doubts on my end that they're not going to treat the succeeding episode of Impact lightly. Parang, okay, this isn't just for tonight, for this week. So I think Impact is going to be in for a bit of a ratings boost in the, ne- in the immediate future. Yeah, it's also interesting that you uh, guys bring certain points out because as somebody who's been watching Impact Sigura, a few weeks before this actually happened, um, you can immediately tell that Impact Creative is trying to tie a bow neatly around all the sloppy bits that they've been laying out there. They, they have different things. Like, you know, the, the initial storyline of who shot Johnny Bravo actually concluded just the week before. Wait, who shot Johnny Bravo? Have, Even if you have the aftermath of Tommy Dreamer and what's-his-face, see, Larry D going at it in some, in some form or fashion, it's still it's still not as important as what's happening now, which is Kenny Omega, Tony Khan, Don Callis, and all the other people involved in the periphery. I also like how we're talking about meta narratives here. Essentially, this whole alliance is formed 
just to give a big finger to the WWE, diba? And, Yeah, diba, diba, we don't count us. We don't make memories. We make history. Yun palang diba, patama, eh. Diba? And, and you can hear it in all the little shots that, that Kenny Omega was throwing at John Moxley. He called him Ambrose. He talked about Tough Enough Season 1, duh. <laughs> was he there? Season... I didn't know. No, 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 no. Uh, he... They were talking about Josh. Josh was in Tough Enough Season 1. Ah, uh, Josh Matthews. Okay. So Josh, that was the one. There's just little pot shots here and there that if you really listen to it, you know, you know that the whole point of this was to beat the WWE in the rating stage. Well, they already are beating them. <laughs> um, it's also worth mentioning that Triple H did a media call, uh, I think, right after that, that episode of Dino, after Winter is Coming. So I think a day after or a day before TakeOver. And he basically went out to say that WWE is apparently open for business with other promotions, provided they have the right story and all that. So it's like a I think, the man, um, to be fair to Triple H, I think him personally, he's okay with it. It's just that you know Vince might not be because he is Vince. Yeah. I certainly don't think that Vince would be okay with something like the top champion yeah, defending the the title against the top champion of another promotion, whereas it looks like we're going to get Rich Swan versus Kenny Omega at some point. Because they teased it on Impact. They teased this friction that, oh, Rich Swan, Impact World Champion, you're, not, uh, you're, not, you're not invited. You're, you're not, not important here. Yeah. You can't go to the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> right. Di ka invited, di ba? So dun pa lang, uh, that's a shot taken already. And then you take a look at Kenny's character, how nag-change na rin siya talaga. Um, if you remember... Cleaner Kenny Omega. That's basically who we're getting here with the way his hair looks, the shades, even the change in attire. Gone are the plain t-shirt and shorts combos. Talaga pumuporma na siya ulit. And then he made the full switch to the to the heel tunnel, diba? Up until winter is coming, dun pa rin siya sa babyface tunnel. Which would tell you na hindi pa solidified yung heel turn until they actually pulled off the heist. I, I, so, I, will, I, I will actually correct you in saying that this heel turn was actually solidified on being the elite. Because on being the elite, the young bucks actually say it. Kenny Omega turned heel. And it's, it happened It happened way before we actually saw him exit the right tunnel, supposedly. So, again, I, that's the only problem I have here. How much of the story is actually going to be told on TV as opposed to it being told in mga vlogs and online shenanigans and all that. But then, all in all, uh, the bigger picture here is that we're actually getting a cohesive uh, a partnership, I suppose, between these two uh, promotions. And it's still very good. Oh, yeah. on, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of curious curious now about how the elite, I mean, the elite, the Young Bucks, Henny Omega, and all, everyone will, uh, will take or deal with uh, the heel turn. Because um, and, I think they only teased uh, they teased it lang this week on Dynamite. And the other but side not, of the coin, yeah. the, on the impact side of things, you still have the good brothers there. Yeah, the Kenny and NJPW. So are they going to interact? They're part, they were part of the OG Bullet Club. So and they're the current tag team champions. So yeah, are the Bucks going to face? Are the Bucks going to face the good brothers? Are the Bucks going to face the Motor City Machine Gun because, again, a few weeks before uh, this happened, on Impact TV, they have a segment called Impact uh, Instant Impact or Impact Rewind, where they, take a, where they take a specific clip from their TNA days and bring it to the limelight. And this one particular clip was 
the Young Bucks, or sorry, was the Motor City Machine Gun taking on then known as Generation B, would now yeah. come to be known <laughs> as the Young Bucks in a ladder match, X Division ladder match for the X Division tag team title. So it's interesting that out of all the clips that you have, you chose this one particular clip to air a week before Kenny Omega appears on Impact TV. So it's actually they're planting the seeds as we go along. I didn't see it. I don't know when exactly we'll be getting the TNA or the, the Impact Wrestling AEW larger crossover. So right now, it's still Kenny and uh, Moxley and Rich Swan maybe, but not everyone else on both rosters. So I think that's what people are excited about. But we don't have a clear roadmap as to when that's going to happen yet. So sana mangyari pa rin siya and not just uh, on the top level. Yeah, zooming out here, I think um, we're still very much in wait and see mode because even the promo ni Don Callis and Kenny Omega on AEW Dynamite, they did address John Moxley, but they're also in this mode now. We're not gonna tip our hand, kind of like with the Sting thing. Now we're not gonna give you everything agad-agad. We're gonna take it slow, and then we're gonna go when we tell you now we want to go, not when you want us to go right here, right now. So. While we're in wait and see mode, I think for the most part, tayo mga wrestling fans, optimistic tayo eh. And this is a better place to be than a state na, ah, it's so hopeless, wala tayong pakialam. So <laughs> I think ultimately, it's still a good time to be a wrestling fan. It's a great time to be a fan of these non-WWE promotions. That's for sure. So, yep. yun. Any other thoughts before I wrap this up? No, that's all. I think that's all. You hit it on the head. Thank you. All right. Uh, with that being said, we're going to go to WWE Talk in a bit. But before we do that, it is December 10. So, mag-12-12 na naman. And we want you to know that your online shopping nyo can really help support us here on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. For starters, we need you to click this link when, uh, right before you go to checkout. It's tinyurl.com slash wrestling wrestling xlazada1212. Again, that is tinyurl.com slash wrestling wrestling xlazada1212. One, two, one, two. And if for some reason you are a Lazada user for the very first time, you can download the app and you can use this code PNA1212LAZ. That is PNA1212LAZ. So you can get 120 pesos off your first purchase with a minimum spend of 500 pesos. And again, just a quick reminder, please do it on the app. When you click our link, please go to the Lazada app para makaunti your purchase because once that's checked out on the Lazada app, we get a small commission here to help uh, to help keep the lights on on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast and on Podcast Network Asia. So again, use our link, tinyurl.com slash wrestlingwrestlingxlazada1212. Now let's take a moment to hear from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. Hi everyone, I'm Edric. And this is Joy. Please do check out Family, Family Unboxed. Unboxed. Join us as we talk about the fun stuff, the highs, but also the challenges and the controversial stuff as we try to change the world one family at a time. Only here on Podcast Network Asia. Yeah, so, yeah uh, we'll, we'll talk about Sting really quickly in a bit. But first, Chino, let's get to some Kumu shoutouts. Hey, saying what's up to all our joiners here on Kumu. First, let's give us a very special shout out to Stevie and Jude of the Geeky Ones for sending a GSM Blue Mojito our hey. way. Thank, thank you, guys. Thank you. Also, saying what's up to all the guys. And dami, and dami pumasok dito sa Kubu stream natin. Saying what's up to user 102249, Way, 
to user 102249 ulit, to Wei ulit, na-disconnect yan at sila. Halina, hello, it's me, G and Carl, Crazy, Chikai, Rosemary, Espero, Angel, Swat de Crisel, Liliana, Roddy, Kicks, MTV, and Jero. Ang daming puwaso. Thank you for joining us here on Kubu. All right. Thanks, everybody. Sige, uh, let's take the AEW and talk about the two big appearances on this week's show. Uh, the first one being Sting. Na, yung nga, sabi natin kanina, parang wala lang, okay, he's there. He's really making it clear that he's there to fight. He's there for a long time. Pero we don't really know who he's gonna feud with yet. And we don't know the extent of um, his physicality. What that's gonna look like going forward. So what do you guys think about this one? Okay, so it's great that you brought this up because certain news um, agencies are are saying that Sting news actually, agencies talaga eh. I don't want to call them dirt sheets, ka? Yeah, yeah, news sites. But, but <laughs> may credence, eh. They might have credence right. with what I'm about to say, which is where I got these from. But certain people are saying that Sting actually chose to make his return with the AEW. For a few reasons, right? number one, he wasn't happy with how he was treated in the WWE. He wanted to do the Undertaker storyline. Vince didn't agree. And so he left, right? As, not after he got injured, but he didn't agree that he, he, he had to face the authority back then. It wasn't his cup of tea. So now he's with AEW. And instead of just being a one time thing with Sting, He's actually committed to make a weekly appearance on the show and even participate in matches. So AEW understands that Sting in his advanced years isn't really as physical as all these other young guys, diba? You're talking about the promotion that also has Darby Allen, diba? You you guys you have you have the Lucha Bros, all these super physical teams in, in it that and then you have 60-year-old Sting who just happened to be there. So, that Sting can't go as fast as, and as hard as all these other dudes. But they also understand Sting wants to perform. So they are lining up different ways for him to perform to highlight his, his character and his charisma and to use that to put other guys over. So you're looking at perhaps shorter matches or tag team matches, or even cinematic matches. The list, the limits are pretty endless, basically. And you have Sting, who's willing to do all of it, because he likes working with guys who are willing to work with his vision and with his direction. But he sees him, he sees his career closing out with AEW. Alright, uh, Chino actually mentioned everything that um, there is to say about Sting. Uh I will say that what the first rumors that came out after Winter is Coming said that Sting wasn't going to wrestle at all. So I found that really weird because, one, how do you sign a multi-year contract and not expect to wrestle even a little bit? They say you have the entire character. It's not like you're coming back as Steve Borden, mentor to Darby Allen or whoever else or to Cody, right? So I figured that that, that could have been that probably would have been wrong. And like that he would have found <laughs> he would have found a way to work in the ring, even if it's not what it was before. And as I mentioned last week on the podcast, it has been five years since his neck injury, so I'm sure he is all healed up and is able to wrestle in some capacity. So it's good that the rumors are now saying that 
they're going to try to find a way. Or AEW is planning very carefully ways to have Sting wrestle in the ring, whether whether it's uh, shorter matches, uh, spots here and there, tag team matches or cinematic matches. I'm all in for Sting. I think uh, this is still exciting for them. And uh, I don't know. I, I it's a good it's a good move. Some people are questioning the move. Why you're gonna sign a 61 year old like that? I don't know. I think he still brings something to the table. So I'm excited to see Sting. And you're yeah. talking about it, sorry. Can I just say quickly talking about bringing something to the table? Kenny Omega actually teased something on this week's Impact. That's very very important. He when they asked for a clue towards the end of that promo he did with Don Gallis and Josh Matthews. He said he said something like Lex Luger. That's all he said. So naturally, the the, the progression would be that he might actually face Sting somewhere down the line. Now, what in what form this match actually takes is still up for discussion. But it's it's interesting. Stand go. No, I was gonna bring up Shaq, but before I do that, let's answer Admin Angela's question in the comments. He's asking for predictions on his uh, title defense of the AAA Mega Championship. All right. Um, one would think that you know to keep the momentum going with Kenny, they would probably have him retain, but they barely mention the AAA Championship anymore. he doesn't come out with it anymore. And the important thing is he's AEW World Champion. So I think. Uh, there is a good chance that Kenny would lose the title to Laredo Kid. Uh, just have him do it quietly because it's not. It's probably not going to get as much fanfare as Kenny absconding with the AEW Championship to Impact. So that's my take on it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, sabi ni Chino kanina na yung important din with the Sting appearance is what he brings to the, uh, to the table. And I think that's the same thing they're going with Shaq here. Because I think it's pretty obvious now that AEW's modus is to try to bank on established names and see what buzz they can bring with them to the product. Right? Chris Jericho, uh, Dustin Rhodes, Mike Tyson, Sting, Shaquille O'Neal, Jake Roberts, Tully Blanchard, Arn Anderson, Latian, right? all of them really hit their peak in generations past. Same thing here with Shaq. I think the end game with Shaq being here is to really put Jade Cargill over. Because, I don't know, maybe AEW needs another female heel. Other than Nyla Rose yeah. and yeah. Abaddon and Britt Baker, they pa silang heel in the mold of Jade Cargill. And if she's got the skills to back it up, then I don't mind seeing more of her on my TV. So I like what they did here with uh, Shaq and Brandy Rhodes having a face-to-face confrontation. Na si Shaq no una very friendly, very cordial, but uh, lovable giant. Pa rin. And then there's mga Maliliit na digs at Brandy Rhodes. Maliliit na digs at the Rhodes family as a whole. And napikon si Brandy na as she was about to walk off, she uh, threw a glass of water in Shaq's face. So that's actually my uh, background right now. Uh, Shaq fresh with the uh, glass of water that Brandy threw at him. So yon, um, I'm excited to see where this goes. I actually don't know what it'll be other than Jade versus Brandy with uh, Shaq and Cody respectively in their corners. Diba? I-, I don't know what other endgame they have here. Okay, so Shaq isn't gonna face Cody. I said that was the original. It doesn't look like it. Jade said that Shaq was coming for Cody. That was weird to me. Yeah, um, I I didn't get that impression. I I don't think Shaq and Cody are gonna have a match. Okay. Uh, anyway, my my the one thing I didn't like about this was that it took them three weeks to follow up on the Shaq thing. So hey, finally, busy si Shaq, eh. 
Yeah, I know, but they had momentum with that. So, para, if you're going to get shocked, why not get him, like, you know, two weeks hey, in a row? Hey, man, those Papa John's pizzas aren't going to deliver themselves. He has to work. <laughs> he wants to work on it. He works on commission, guys. Oh, it's so a bird member. Oh, uh, he, has to, he has to put the iPads in the, uh, in the yeah. pizza boxes. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, ito, uh, wait and see pa rin tayo dito. Um, I, I guess it's a, uh, a lot of good, a little bit of bad here. But yeah, um, I'm I'm pretty optimistic about this because I love Shaq, and um, if, if I get to see Shaq coming out in some wrestling capacity, diba? Aside from you, Andre the Giant Battle Royal appearance at WrestleMania 32, then yeah, I'm all in on it. Jackie wants to mention that this week Dr. Britt Baker also tagged the ABS-CBN The Voice account, which is really funny because uh, see Marco stunt. Well, n- number one can actually play the guitar and sing, and number two. For some reason, when Tinagdi Britt Baker in the voice, you account ng ABS yung unang lumabas. So what does that say about the virality of ABS Twitter account? Sobrang galing. Good job. Uh, for a, a, an account in the US, you account niya yung nauna. So good job, the voice ABS. <laughs> Maybe it was just like the first one kasi alphabetical order or some shit. Oh, baka, like but the voice ABS yeah. uh, over the voice, yeah. whatever channel it is in uh, the US. So yeah, uh, good job there. All right. Um, I think we're ready the transition to WWE talk. So let's go to War Games, which happened on Monday, Manila time. And let's start off with the NXT North American Championship picture because Johnny Gargano is now a three-time champion. So that is historic. And he now has a faction that is sort of similar to Evolution. Like, apparently, in yung peg. So you have Johnny and Candice being the current generation, then the next-gen stars in Indy Hartwell and Austin Theory. And I just got to say that I really loved Austin Theory's reveal as the Ghostface um, leader or the Ghostface guy when he unmasked and said, it was me, Austin. It was me all along. That was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I think I signed out official name pangalan uh, The Way. I really I like it is, The Way. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. It's a really good name. Uh, it's short. It's catchy. It can be it can be worked in in so many different ways in promos. And I seem to like this a lot better than the Kings of NXT. Because the Kings of NXT is all um, Pat McAfee. It's all him. He's the one carrying the whole group. He's the anchor. But um, with The Way, it's Johnny and Candice and their chemistry as a married couple. Bringing the, uh, bringing the group together and putting over the next-gen talents in Indy Hartwell and uh, Austin Theory. So I really like it. Nila. Oh, uh, well, if the log- if we go by the logic, after what happened in North American Championship match, there should be more members because there's a ghost face. So I hope they have more than that because I would love to see them be the legit Von Trapp family of NXT. I um, actually I love the name the way. Uh, yeah. You heard if you watch the promo again, you hear Candice LeRae sort of drop like the catchphrase that the stable uses now. Like if you or in our way, get out of the way, something to that extent. And it's catchy, but simple. It gets really straight good. to the point. It gets straight to the point. And the reason I like this this uh, faction a lot better than the Kings of NXT is because it was formed a lot more organically than uh-huh. the Kings of NXT. Right? It wasn't just one guy bringing together people with money. But essentially, that's what Pat McAfee was saying this entire time. And he asked of this latest iteration of NXT, parang wala na sila. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to disagree there. Yeah. My connection pa rin si Pete yeah. Dunn and Oni and Danny. 
Okay. Yeah, um, okay. I think Pat is selling his injury, as you've seen. Uh, if you've seen pictures and videos of oh, his okay, latest fair. podcast episode, he's selling. Yeah, he's actually wearing a neck brace. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Now, for me, I like this better because it's a lot more organic. It showcases long term, long term storytelling. It brings people to the forefront that deserve to be in the for- forefront. You got you have fresh faces. In Andy Hartwell and Austin Theory, right? nobody expected Austin Theory to make his NXT comeback. People always thought that he was just going to jump on the road since that's where we last saw him. But now he's back on NXT. Does no one actually on TV for a while? Like nobody even knew after he lost to Bronson Reed for those past two or three times. Nobody knew where he was. So for him to, to reappear as the student, of the Gargano way or the way is pretty. It's a it's a great twist that I didn't expect. Yeah, good progression there for uh, NXT storytelling. Let's go to the men's war games match, and I'm imagine a swerve on the undisputed earring na nalo. Because we predicted na oh, I think it's for the kings of NXT. Pat McAfee needs this more, blah blah blah. And yet when it happened, natanggap ko siya. Like there was something in the match na it organically just made it logical. To root for the undisputed era and then to see them win, because pinang- uh, and then their uh character development into being baby faces, and most importantly, yung push ni Kylo Riley as the next single star. I think they were able to really accomplish this here. Uh so War Games match, Una by uh making him the first entrant for the era, second by having him be the one to pin Oni Lorcan. It, it was really good the way that they told Kyle's story above everybody else. I mean, Adam Cole, they even referenced Roderick Strong and the history with Pete Dunne, which I thought was a great callback in the match. But um, the important talaga na they're able to set up Kyle O'Reilly for a singles run, especially knowing now that Bobby Fish actually tore his triceps during the match. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's really tough. Uh, I, what you mentioned about them earning the win because they earned the win um it's what happens when you have matches like this and it's not just one-sided so uh jk asked him face about undisputed era yes as um as of a month ago as of um as of when, uh pat mcafee attacked everyone they became faces uh, actually adam Kolpa when he was chasing the nxc championship a few months back um it, they really earned the match because it's the kind of match where you you just fight your heart out and uh, because everyone was so wasted or uh, everyone wasted everyone else, everyone tore apart everyone else, uh, whoever won the match pretty much ended up earning the win. So uh, I was okay with it too, even though I really wanted the Kings of NXT to win and continue their dominance over NXT. Um, I guess it was just the redemption arc of Undisputed Era and uh, fighting for it made it worth it, uh, made it okay. Yeah, I will say that because the Kings of NXT lost, it emphasizes the silly point that people were making earlier where this was just a faction that was made for war games. You know, faction out of convenience that was just thrown <laughs> out there. Yeah, right? It's very Survivor it's, Series when you think about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Exactly. No, I say if, if they form this supposed super team only to lose in war games, it's, it doesn't give them a lot to go on with. Um, other than, of course, Champion C only. And that, so that said, the uh, Undisputed Era actually fought for the, this win. Right? And Roe put it best when he said that it was a redemption arc for them. Right? Because they went into this match uh, as sort of handicapped. Right? And 
and and through NXT fashion, it was such a very hard hitting match. Just, just so so good to watch in the sense that you really when they when they won, you really felt it. When 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 Kyle O'Reilly hit the pin on Oni, you really felt it, and it was just a great way to cap off the show. Yeah. Um, now. Having talked about the men's war games, you gotta go to the women's war games. Na nung una parang eh, uh, did they really need it? Did they really deserve it? Pero medyo na patawod ko narin, especially towards the end, because I felt like the women women's war games match accomplished three things. One, it made a star out of Shotzi Blackheart from the story palang to the build to yung actual match. Two, it gave Candice LeRae a big win finally, kahit hindi siya championship win. She can say she's undefeated at War Games and that she led a team to a War Games victory. And three, they made another new star out of Raquel Gonzalez. Now we're, we're here on this hype train. Apparently, yes, push Raquel Gonzalez. Yeah, she's like the Batista of the women's division. We've been saying that here on the podcast for weeks. But now everybody's getting to see it because hey, she really put on a strong and impressive showing in War Games. The fact that she pinned Io Shirai of all people in this match just goes to show how hot they are on Raquel Gonzalez, right? Of all the people you can that can take a pin, see, your champion, the current champion, has to eat it against this up-and-comer. And so you know that it's going to happen pretty soon where we see Raquel and Dakota Kai perhaps break up, perhaps take on separate roles. I don't know, but I, I feel like it's going to happen sooner than later. Saying hey to Julianne1023 on Kumu, who is an Ember Moon fan, and she says, go, 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 Ember Moon, kaya mo si Gonzalez. Uh, hey, thank you for joining the show. Um, she is a really huge Ember Moon fan. But hey. going back to Stan's point, I said that, uh, did they really deserve the Women's War Games match? Um, I'm still going to say that they didn't, but they earned the right to have it. I just wanted to say that two war games matches in one show is too too much. Yeah, um, I agree. I hope they can find a way to. I, I you. I mean, oh, I guess men and women have to have the match, and they do deserve to have it because they were, all of them were pretty good. Like all eight women in that match are. Uh, if they, if any of them were to become NXT Women's Champion tomorrow, uh, I would be all. I would be okay with it because that's how good they are. But I just wish there was another way, and or you know there was another way to execute that. It's um, funny how you say that because I've been watching old War Games matches on YouTube from the WCW days. Back one match I saw was the NWO Wolfpack versus the NWO Hollywood versus another faction with DDP and friends. Right? That match had nine people and it only took them twenty minutes. <laughs> more people at one third the time, at one fourth the time of this match, right? This match was like almost an hour, if you think about it. Yeah. Right? yeah. And it had Both less matters, people. Yeah. Right? It had less people. You don't really need to run Broadways just to tell a compelling story. Now I understand it's a different era. These guys were older, <laughs> it's a different form of wrestling. But you don't really need a Broadway just to tell a good story. It, it doesn't need that, especially in a war games match where it's poor tables, poor poor chairs, poor hardcore spots. It doesn't need it doesn't need five or six of those in a row. 
Well, I mean, the the match, the, the card, because it was only five matches long, and you know how the NXT formula is. Yeah, That's why I'm saying you don't you don't need uh you don't need two war games matches just to showcase everyone on your roster. Like, um, I think you could have scrapped the the women's war games match and put on two women's matches in its in its place, right? And it would it I think it would have still given the the same impression on the on the women on the roster. So that's that's my take. I think they could have done they they don't have to force themselves to have that much action or that much uh saturation, that much exposure on their own card. Right. Yeah, I agree. Okay, I can see where you're coming from. But then again, you had matches that almost didn't have a place on an NXT takeover card, like the scrap match. Right? Yeah. That yeah. was there. Uh, Nobody knew why it was there. But that was there. But then you also had matches that you didn't know were happening that were there that were also pleasant pre surprising, like Champa and Thatcher. So uh, there's 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 no rhyme or reason how they put together an NXT takeover card. But when it comes when it comes down to it and it's all said and done, you kind of appreciate the beauty after it all. You can see how how it's constructed almost after it. But you don't need to question the methods, I guess. And I don't know if I'm getting older or um, I'm just uh, losing my attention span, but it is really, <laughs> I needed to watch that show with a break. And if I wasn't watching in our watch along party, so I think Wrestling Wrestling Podcast Discord for Patreon subscribers, yeah. I probably would have taken a break somewhere in the middle, skipped some stuff. And um, appreciated the main event a lot better than I did that night. Right. All right. Fair enough. So from NXT news, let's jump over to main roster news. As yeah. we saw over the week, two, three returning faces to SmackDown and Raw. Oh, so good. this uh, week, oh, sorry, you want to take it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I'll take it. Um, let's start with the SmackDown because that happened first. Uh, King Corbin came in with backup against the Mysterio family because apparently the Mysterio family is using their numbers now. So he brought back the Forgotten Sons or two or th- two out of three of the Forgotten Sons, uh, Wesley Blake and Steve Cutler, and um, they are still. Wesley Blake and Steve Cutler, only that they have a different look. They are wearing blazers with uh, hoodies inside. They hoodies, and uh, they are apparently the, the King's Court 2020. <laughs> Basically, um, they look like out-of-work waiters, personally, Baron Corbin. No, they don't. <laughs> ano ba, um, they, they look like you're crazy veterans pa rin na yeah, fully yeah. shaven na at, at any moment <laughs> pwede mag-sprack. Initura din lang yun. Oh, so you, you're saying that they look like... Ano, uh, PTSD survivors. Pi- yes, yes, exactly. Skinhead. Yes, yes, yes. They they remind you of that character in The Punisher if you watched on Netflix. See, yeah. um, fuck, I uh, I forgot his name. But the 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 PTSD survivor, The Punisher, who ends up killing yeah, himself yeah. in the end. So that right. guy, right? Uh, so I I guess they're under Baron Corbin's control now. I actually like the Nahiwalay Nasila from Jackson Riker. Yeah, step in the right yeah. direction, definitely. Um, it's kind of weird seeing Jackson Riker on main event. Um, the photos are already out on social media. Um, Dave Meltzer says that he's likely to get released. I don't know how true that is. Um, I don't want to call for a guy's employment just because uh, he has white supremacist white supremacist tendencies. But at the same I time, I recognize <laughs> how problematic it is. To employ there is this no guy. place for that now. <laughs> Come on. 
yeah. no, I, no, honestly, if if he were to get released, then all the best to him. But then again, you have to call into question the double standard that the WWE is pulling out here because they're keeping a guy like this on their roster, but they let go of Zelina Vega and they're about yep, to let yep. go of her, of her husband. Diba? So yeah, yeah. What, what's, what's, what, what, I don't, I don't must have begat, diba? what, that's the way there's, that's the way they're, the, the conscience here, diba? why are they keeping this guy on their roster and then letting go after, letting go of somebody who's just after right. what's best for, for the industry and for its uh, participants. I'm glad that you mentioned that, Chino, because that's exactly what CM Punk brings up in the uh, guesting he did uh, podcast ni Rene Paquette, FKA Rene Young, called Oral Sessions. We'll get to that in a bit and we'll break it down for you. But first, I got to tell you that um, 12-12 coming up, another way you can help support the podcast is through your online shopping on Shopee. So here's our special link for 12-12 uh, for on Shopee. You can hit up tinyurl.com slash wrestling wrestling x shopee one two one two. That is again tinyurl.com slash wrestling wrestling x shoppy 1212 right before you hit checkout. And again, for every item that you check out, you know, um, you know, we get a small commission out of that to help keep the lights on, sub PA and on the wrestling wrestling podcast. So again, our shoppy link is tinyurl.com slash wrestling wrestling x shoppy 1212. Now let's take a moment to hear from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. Hi guys, my name is Francesca. And you've got me, Jelly. You've got Del here. All right, so we hear that you like to listen to podcasts. You know what? That is pretty cool. It's the in thing to do right now. And we've got one. It's called The Eavesdrop. Do check it out, okay? We like to talk about everything and anything that's probably on your mind. Um, unfiltered, unedited, <laughs> sometimes to our own disadvantage. But go check it out after <laughs> listening to this one. All right, Chino, let's get a couple of shout outs on Kumu. Oh, so hey, let's first let's talk, let's shout out to Julian 1023. Sorry, Julian, today's show. Um, <laughs> what you can do is that your thoughts be known here yeah. sa comment section. We'll read them out. Like yung sabi niya, si Sasha Banks Dow and Bianca Belair. Favorites then Donyan. You read down si Bailey K Sasha. So sorry to give but please join us every oh. week on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Okay, naman to. Okay, naman tong ginagawa mo. On Google, diba? Nakita na naman namin yung comments nyo. Nabasa namin lahat. Like what Stevie said a while back. He says that the way I said the way, it reminds me of him a lot of Scott Steiner. So I don't know if that's a compliment. Uh, <laughs> You're a genetic you, freak, though. Uh, I am, I am, I guess. Okay, I guess, Stevie. Thank you. Also, saying what's up to a few new joiners here Dory Jean, Lee Brett, Pam, Liam Kyle, Janelle Manaluz Fernand, and Donald Dehes. Thank you for joining us here on Kumu. All right. Uh, let's touch on Blake and Murphy and how they find themselves on opposite sides. Really interesting and I'm glad that the SmackDown commentary actually paid attention to it. Now, they used to be like NXT just... tag team champions together. And then now, they're and they find themselves intersecting once again. Yes, I like how the only person who's ever called this out in the history of commentary is Corey Graves. Shempre. Because, because Corey Graves was there, right? He was there, yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he was there as, some part, of those matches. As, part, yeah, as part of the team. So he actually calls it out whenever he has the chance. 
even when Murphy was still with the Forgotten Sons doing his own thing there, he was still reminding people that, hey, this guy is a former champion. And even in the storyline, if you look at the, again, I hate to use the term, but meta-narrative of the thing, right? you can you can harken back to their days as NXT Tag Team Champions. That was a pretty significant run in that time, especially for a tag team that wasn't really as cohesive from the get-go. Right? They weren't really a solid team from the start, but they made it work. They, everybody was shocked when they won the titles, right? and they proved why they deserved it. So for them to tell the story again and on the main roster, but I want to see it evolve more. I want, I want, so that's just not a one-off where they just threw it out there for the sake of throwing it out there. Well, they, they, I, I guess they're gonna have a chance to keep telling that story because King Corbin is still messing with the Mysterio family. Like I think he's their new target right now. He's their new punching bag. Yeah. And him bringing along Blake and uh, Steve Cutler into the story. Gives him a little bit of an equalizer. Right? So I think the Murphy and Blake interactions are not going to stop with last week's episode of SmackDown. Uh, no way. Sana, yeah, Sana. Okay. As for Riker, real quick. Um, mm, yeah. People were surprised. Um, you mentioned earlier that Meltzer thought he was going to be released. I think a lot of people backstage then didn't realize that he would be coming back. So it is pretty strange that he would still have a job, but Zelina Vega doesn't. So I think it's a matter of time that they realize that the negative reaction from every, pretty much everyone will not be worth keeping him around. Keeping him on. Yeah, especially yeah. with the heat that he has. But when he tweeted what he tweeted, a lot of the other wrestlers on the same roster let it be known how they felt. So, you know, it's only a matter of time until management wisens up and says, hey, maybe it's not worth keeping this guy under our employment. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, kanina na bagit niyong double standards, di ba? Kasi nga at this point nakikita natin there's a double standard clearly because uh, Zelina Vega got fired because of her refusal to hand over her Twitch, her third-party content creation platforms, di ba? And then see si Jackson Riker, who is clearly a white supremacist or you know some form of racist, is still on the roster, and that's a double standard that CM Punk actually calls out on oral sessions. Um, new podcast ni Renee Paquette. See Xavier Woods, he points him out as an example because he's now a host on G4, something Xavier basically manifested and had been clamoring to do for so many years. Pero yung ginagawa ni Zelina Vega, pinagbawal nila. He, he also talks about how a wrestler's union, according to CM Punk, will never happen. Something we've also said on the show. Because there will always be a corporate bootlicker who will sabotage it. Or some of these guys, parang, they still have to look out for number one. So until such time na... Somebody really high up the card, like a Seth Rollins or a Roman Reigns or a John Cena, leads the way for these younger, less experienced, less tenured wrestlers. I don't think that's gonna happen either. Really interesting, you see, CM Punk, na wrestlers don't really stay in touch after they retire from the business, or na for some of them, a job is a job. It's very strange considering that when you listen to a lot of these older veterans talk about their time in the business, cherish brotherhood nila. And you see it diba, in their reunion segments on television or when they pay tribute to one another. So it's kind of weird hearing that contradictory point of view naman from Punk. What do you guys I think? think? Just, I, think I think it's just him because after all, this is the guy who sued his best friend. Well, that's true. <laughs> also, I can't I can't help but say and play devil's advocate here that this is the guy. Who kind of blew the whole lid on KV? Right? He did the whole pipe bomb thing and it put him over. 
Diba? I don't so think he was say, the first one. He's never going to be the last. I mean, like, I, it's not no, just Okay, fault. fair. But is is he not the first name that comes to mind when you hear of the word pipe bomb? Yeah. Is this oh. Oh, I've been watching oh. wrestling for quite some time. And That's whenever true. somebody says that, oh, he shot on the WWE with the promo, he's the first guy that I think of. Easily. Diba? And so what's to say that these reunion segments, these WWE documentaries, that we see aren't exactly kayfabe, diba? Or are, are they really up to snuff when it comes to this, these things? But can we really trust whoever produces them to say that we're all in a happy world and nobody hates each other? No, I, I don't know. It's still There's still an air of doubt on my end. So when Fox no, I really, says... I really, <laughs> okay, I really go, think go. it's just him. I really think it's just him because we all know he has an antisocial streak. Okay. Um, but I think his only friend in wrestling left is his wife, right? And some other people. Maybe Renee, right? Or so maybe Kofi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. So I think it's just him. He also brings up a lot of other points with regards to the double standard. Um, he tells Renee Young of stories back when he was still with the WWE on how he actually ended up on the cover of the... THQ video game. THQ actually wanted him on the cover. WWE yeah, WWE said, 12. 12, 12 13. 13. 13. 12. Or, or 13. 13. THQ actually wanted him on the cover. The back office said no. And and THQ and the WWE actually butted head for a bit until Punk got his. So he didn't see CM Punk. Well, as CM Punk is a cover, it almost didn't happen. He you also said... Weird. That was during the year that he was champion. The, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, uh, the WWE actually said, "This is what he. This is what CM Paul says. You can't have Punk on the cover, but you can have Triple H, Sheamus, and two other names that I can't remember on the cover. The Miz, over Miz, yeah. the Miz and somebody else over CM Punk, the champion, right? So, how weird like the standards of WWE. There was also another story. He says that." WWE that a pinball manufacturing company wanted to put Punk on a WWE pinball game, and yeah, WWE yeah. said no, you can't be on a <laughs> pinball game. So by all these things that Punk is bringing up, may sound like he him bitching this entire time about uh, oh, the WWE is evil, but then he, it comes from a place of experience. So yes, we've said what we've said about CM Punk about how he doesn't want to return to wrestling, how he's turned his back on it. And how the WWE has made them hate it. But there's credence to what he says to a certain extent. Because he has these things to draw from. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. you know what? I don't think we're there. Um, I, I'm certainly not one to invalidate what he says. I guess there are inconsistencies then with the mga sinasabi ni punk because to Rose Point, um, Punk is the guy who went out of his way to cut everybody from wrestling out of his social circle. So um, as with everything, especially in this um, post-truth era we live in, we take everything with a grain of salt. Yeah. Now, before we get to our picks of the week, last talk point for now, um, it's December, which means we're about a month away from the Royal Rumble. So uh, let's try to project what WWE's plans are for 2021. Because what the dirt sheets are saying is that the priority for, um, for Mania 30, 37 right now is Roman versus The Rock. And I think that we kind of want to see it at this point, especially with how Roman has been performing. But there are some backups that they're apparently putting in play or that they're apparently putting on the list. So you have Goldberg, 
who's already called out Roman Reigns on the bump. Kind of weird wow. for him to do that. <laughs> Diba, napaka out of nowhere nun. Probably, because, then again, it makes sense. Kasi diba, dapat last year maglalaban sila. Hindi nangyari because Roman Reigns pulled himself out of WWE for COVID. And then you have Daniel Bryan and Big E as backups. Ako ha, I love Daniel Bryan as much as you do, Ro. But I think I'd rather see Big E versus Roman just so they can finally give Big E that singles push. Here's the thing. The Big E thing is better for Royal Rumble. Pero... If he wins the Rumble, then I can see it happening. Because there could be like a whole three or four months of build to that, which is enough time to get Big E over to main event levels. Uh, Daniel Bryan, I think, is happening after Kevin Owens. So I don't think it's going to last all the way to WrestleMania unless they feud for the entire first third of 2021, right? Yeah. Chineko, what are, what are your thoughts on this? Okay, first of all, I don't know if you mentioned it, but Goldberg actually called out Roman Reigns on the bump. Yeah, I did mention it. <laughs> it's just, he called him out for using the spear. That was his one salient point out of this whole thing. <laughs> Boy. And, uh, I am the original spear man. You are just a copy spear man. I will okay, you Bill, sit down. Uh, like, that's not the way, to, the, the whole thing with Goldberg <laughs> here, even if this is the actual thing, that we get in 2021 of all years is that it, his title pushes aren't really organic. It's like they dropped him in the middle of a feud and expected people to like him just because he's Goldberg. But he's uh. not just Goldberg anymore. He's a guy who's just old and who left the business quite some time ago. So it's going to be hard for the WWE to have people root or either cheer or hate this guy in the way that they want him to be hated or cheered for. Uh, it's it's not really a credible challenger in this regard. With Daniel Bryan, I think they're going after the angle of him uh, retiring because Daniel Bryan says is adamant that this is his last full-time year with the WWE. So Tepa Shepard made nostalgia tayo as fans where we want to see our guy succeed one more time. People are saying that this might be happening at the Rumble. Daniel Bryan would actually be his Rumble opponent, but we'll have to wait and see. Big E is still a favorite, although his push has sort of dwindled in uh, previous weeks. We haven't really seen very much of him. I think the last time I saw him was just last week. No, he was, he was yeah, last week. Yo, ano, yo, ano, intercontinental yeah, that, match. But even before yeah, that, that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. But, my point is, before that, when, when else did we see him? A backstage segment, maybe? Yeah, yeah. No. So it's it's not as consistent. So if they really want to be serious with Biggie, they have to do a, a lot more consistency with it. Yeah, All they right. got time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, ako, I'm, I'm, I'm fine, actually, either way this goes. Aside from Goldberg, I just don't want to see Goldberg again. I'm done. I'm done with Goldberg. Never was a fan. No excitement for him. I don't mind if Roman gets The Rock or Daniel Bryan or Big E. Any of those, masaya ako. So yeah, that's me. You UK Goldberg kasi, UK The Rock kasi. That was the original plan. They really want yeah. Roman versus The Rock. But because The Rock is this big movie star, we can't really guarantee a Dwayne versus Roman showdown. Sure. He might be off shooting Fast and Furious 20 for all we know. Uh. So... So it might it might not actually happen, but it might still happen. It could, yeah. It could, it could. 
Yeah. All right. Um, as we get to the end of the podcast, uh, let's get our picks of the week. And if you're new to the show, new to, new to the stream, at the part now, we give you one match or one segment or one video or documentary or, or what have you na sobrang must-watch, cannot miss. So, yung mga ibang obvious na banggit na namin kanina, like Kenny Omega, you have to watch that. You have to watch that on Impact and on Dynamite. Pero ito mga choice picks namin for this week. Uh, let's have Chino start. Okay, my first pick of the this week is going out to the 24 episode of Key 3. So it's yeah, WWE 24, in documentary. On the network uh, or wherever you get your pirated content from. Key 3 on 24 is actually a chronicle, it's a different show, of him as a wrestler. He started in the Indies, training under Killer Tim, Tim Brooks. Right? They talk about his, his rough childhood. And and the thing with Keith Lee is even if he's come from such a rough background, where uh, where he grew up in the hood of Texas and and sort of made his way through the Indies, being a virtual unknown, is that you can see how much charisma he's actually had from the very beginning. Like you can see how he actually draws people into it. That he's actually a presence that people are drawn to, and this this presence is what's carried him. To becoming a former NXT champion and now the guy who beat Randy Orton, so it's it's a very it's a very intimate look into his life. They talk about a lot of other things in it, and it's a very good watch. My honorable mention goes out to this week's Impact Wrestling with Brian Myers versus TJP. All right, uh, I'll go next. Um, my pick of the week is in women's war games match. I uh, talked about it earlier how they were how they earned it and how I I really enjoyed the story cues that they tried to hit and what it accomplished for the three main players involved, that being Shotzi Blackheart, Candice LeRae, and future women's champion Raquel Gonzalez. And my honorable mention is the Pat Patterson tribute six-man tag team match on SmackDown between the intercontinental champions on their roster like Daniel Bryan, Big E, Sami Zayn, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, and the uh, Dolph Ziggler, and the last person whose name I forget. All right. I'll pick the match between Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa from War Games. It's really good. It's unexpe- unexpectedly because both guys are good, but you weren't expecting it to be like uh, one of the matches of the night, if you will. Uh, go watch that. You've probably seen it already if you watched War Games. And the second, my honorable mention is a surprising one because it comes from Raw and it's actually a match. It wasn't like the most definitive ending ever, but Asuka versus Shayna was really good. But It is a teaser of what we could expect if ever we get. We already had this match before in NXT, right? So it's yeah. still as good yeah. as it was before. Um, it's just distilled for Raw. And even when you're sandwiched in between uh, a not-so-great angle, like an angle that not everyone likes, you can still put out matches like that. So that's my two picks. I just got to say, I enjoyed being War Games watch party natin this week with our patrons. So if you want to be part of a watch party with us, alam ko na may miss na natin lahat yung live viewing party sa skinny mics. We're trying our best to replicate that experience. So go check out patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast for as low as 250 pesos uh, a month. You get your exclusive Patreon reviews namin and you get to be part of these watch parties. Na. Uh, we're, we're streaming the show live among ourselves and we get to comment, we get to talk. Uh, in real time and say things like, Uy, okay na entrance yan. Or, uh, ang, you know, ang uh, censored nun. I'm, I'm trying not to say <laughs> the things we actually say on the <laughs> on the calls. But basically, we, we, we try to get unfiltered there. So, masaya siya. So, thank you to our patrons and 
we hope you can support us as well by signing up on patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast. Another way you can help support one of our patrons, Abby, is on the Kumu chat saying, Tara, guys, watch party. So Sobrang she's saya, promise. She's one of the regulars in the watch party, uh, and you can actually tell that she likes it. She likes it a lot. So <laughs> yeah. diba? excited exclamation point. Yeah, yeah, no, uh face uh, friends level testimonial ni Abby. <laughs> yeah, right? right. So if you're gonna base it on one paper on <laughs> Patreon, rather, let it be Abby. I mean, yeah. one pa- one happy patron is you know one happy Better patron. Than not, so, yeah, exactly. Yeah. If if you want to look for other ways uh, to support the podcast, you can do that through using our Mister Speedy code. Champre ngayon, di ba nagpapadala tayong mga Christmas gifts sa mga coworkers, mga friends, family member, joa mo. You can do it through Mister Speedy and use our promo code Wrestling Wrestling X. Mr. Speedy again, that is wrestling wrestling X M R S P E E D Y, and that gets you 50 pesos off your first order. Again, 50 pesos off yun. You can do that through their website, mrspeedy.ph, or using the Mr. Speedy app, which is available on the Apple App Store, Google Play, and the Huawei app uh, mobile gallery. So yeah. go check that out. 50 pesos off your first order. And before we get out of here, uh, we also want to tell you that your podcast network Asia is still. Uh, putting together this donation drive para sa lahat ng mga nasalanta ng mga bagyo like um, Quinta, Rolly, and Ulysses. So hashtag Podcast United is still ongoing and you can donate by going to the website that is flashing on your screen right now. For those of you who are listening to us on Spotify's audio format, you can check out pymy.co slash PNA, the number four, then Typhoon. Again, pymy.co slash PNA for Typhoon. You can select the amount you want to donate. You can click buy it now. And you can pay via credit card or debit card or using your PayMaya wallet. And this is available for both foreign and local transactions. So there. Um, I think we have a QR code as well. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Babyface producer Nikai flashing the QR code for you. If you want to uh, help out our kababayans na affected by Ulysses PH, you can scan this QR code. It'll take you to PayMaya where you can donate. And this is a project in collaboration with uh, Kaya Natin, which is one of the orgs that works under the office of the vice president. Uh, last thing we want to tell you about is our Kuya Robbie Eagles. Uh, his family put up a GoFundMe last week, a few days after we uh, did the stream. Alamko, they already met the goal. Yeah, pero they met the goal. Yeah, I don't um, know they, if they, they are still taking. I think they're still taking. They're still taking. So if you still want to donate, say go ahead. Yeah, it, uh, it's it's a GoFundMe um, fundraiser which you can find on our Twitter. Uh, we actually retweeted that. Or you can go check out Robbie's Twitter as well at RobbieEagles underscore. So, it's on Facebook, um, natin, I think. I think it's on yeah, our Facebook. Yeah, it's on our Facebook. Yeah, so marami nang nag donate. Again, they already hit the goal of 10,000 Australian dollars. But, syempre, knowing the situation of Tito Ian, Robbie's dad, who's in the ICU here in the Philippines all alone with no family, parang hindi pa enough yung. 10,000 Australian dollars to really get everything settled uh, right. So, you know, maraming donate from all around the wrestling community. People like Hiromu Takahashi, Christopher Daniels, Jeff Cobb, uh, you know, lahat talaga um, um, nagtutulungan. So, um, if you can put in um, a, a little bit of your, your December money towards uh, Robbie Eagles and his family for their welfare, um, that would be so, so appreciated by, um, by, by their family. So, there. Um, that's pretty much it on our end. We're approaching Chaka, the Christmas guys, season. Sorry. Can I just mm. say, pag nag-donate kayo, ka-level nyo na si Christopher Daniel. Si sino nyo yung ganun, no? Ka-level nyo na si Hiromu. You and Hiromu are part of the same fundraiser. 
That's one way to look at it, right? So donate now, guys. Yeah, uh, Shep, in the spirit of Christmas, um, the other shows on Podca- uh, Podcast Network Asia, they're going to take a bit of a holiday break. We don't get to do that because we are in, in wrestling. We talk about wrestling, which never stops. So what we're going to do is we're going to be recording some content in advance of the holiday break. And um, we're going to give you a heads up already. Yung last two weeks is recorded content because we're going to be reviewing TLC. And then we're going to do our theme song awards. And we're still going to find a way to figure out how to, to do theme song awards and year-end awards. For uh, for this very very weird year, so we'll, okay. we'll figure that out, right? Let's uh, say thank you to our podcast network Asia family, especially Babyface producer Nikai for putting this together. Thank you to the patrons of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, and thank you for streaming us on Kumu for downloading, subscribing, sharing, letting people know that we exist. So on behalf of Ro Moran at Ro is War, of Chino Liao at Chino Supersized, and myself at underscore Stan C. This episode of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast is in the books. Stay safe, stay healthy, keep your masks uh, masks on, and um, peace out. Peace. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.